Well, hello there. This is Linda Borgie, the founder and host of the Farmyard Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Farmyard Podcast. This is episode number 71. And perhaps because I'm traveling up north uh, in a few days for the holidays, and I'll be up there for about 10 days, that I've called this episode the traveling adventure of Evan Folds. Now, for those of you who have been listening to other episodes of the Farmer Yard podcast or know anything about Farmer Yard, you know that Evan Folds is our Farmer Yard soil doctor. That's correct. Write you a prescription. It will even make a house call depending on circumstances. And he has been, uh, he has gone to two conferences, one acres in Kentucky and the other was in Massachusetts. I believe it was Massachusetts, but he'll tell you bionutrient soil conference. So without any further ado, let's bring on our soil doctor. Hey, Evan. Hey, Linda. How are you, honey? I'm well. I hope you are. I am. It was in Massachusetts, right? Southbridge. It's Bionutrient Food Association is the name. Bionutrient Food Association. Wow. I saw some of the some of the videos that you had put up, especially mm. the uh, the gentleman. His first name was Zach. What was mm. Dr. Zach Bush. When he described the gut and the problems that we are having today. But I'm that's really all I know of your adventures traveling north. So I would like you to tell the listeners everything that you've learned uh, during this period of time, if you would, please. Well, I'd be happy to. What an interesting premise to a show. Um so, but they did happen to be, particularly the BFA, the Bionutrient Food Association conference, was uh, really extraordinary. It, it's the highlights, you know, going there for me. The pre-highlights would have been the, you know, Gerald Pollack, the talk on fourth phase of water, and Dr. Zach Bush's talk on glyphosate, and both of those did not disappoint. I ended up being able to meet both of them, and actually had lunch with uh, Dr. Pollack. And so that that was really quite amazing. They're both on the cutting edge of fields that are kind of ancillary to agriculture, but you know everything bleeds into agriculture. So um, you know both of them were there and in the context of presenting information on agriculture. And you know Dr. Bush, his his talk was really extraordinary. He had us doing an aerobics exercise at the beginning of his talk, which I thought was a, a really fitting touch um but he went through research that some of it was you know not even three weeks old that you know pretty much conclusively identifies glyphosate as a, a one of the singular reasons for uh degenerative and autoimmune disease i mean there's really scientifically no way around it it's not the consensus yet but um he, he's doing this project called farmer's footprint and it started as a documentary of the last 90 miles of the Mississippi River, and um, they call it Cancer Alley. It's the, the biggest cancer hotspot in the world. Um, and it's all of the glyphosate that's used in the Midwest filters down through the Mississippi. It concentrates there at the Gulf and 
lot of the reason for the dead zone down there. And so they started to do a documentary on that and it kind of blossomed into this farming project. It's tracking people's transition from um, conventional to organic and, um, you know, looking at all the nooks and crannies of the agricultural system and how we've grown it to where it is and where it needs to go. And uh, it's a big conversation. So, you know, hoping to be work, working with him through uh, a company that I went with, which is called Simple Soil Solutions. And, uh, you know, everybody should definitely check out what Vale Dixon is doing. She's really an extraordinary um, soil biologist, jack of all trades when it comes to farming. She's focusing on pasture regeneration, and uh, they, she lives in the same neck of the woods as, as Dr. Bush. And so there's a kind of a big movement coalescing around um, what looks to be the Bionutrient Food Association, um, kind of as the tip of the spear. Now, now uh, Evan, where is their neck of the woods? They're in Virginia, um, Central Virginia, and uh, Bell has farms, a couple of different farms there that she works, and she's building online curriculum for pasture regeneration. She calls it grazing power, and um, she, she's brought me in to help develop a program she calls Grow Your Soil, and we're developing what, what we're calling loosely a principles course that's kind of an, an informational onboarding to some of the deeper dive that you take through some of her consultative uh, virtual mentorship um, where she has no more than 15 people and it'll take an eight-month program and guide people through the process of establishing pasture and soil you know, regenerative soil practices in pasture and it's, it's really extraordinary for me because I, I've never really been on the pasture end of things I've always you know done the the row crops and the you know traditional farming in that regard but pasture farming is very very interesting because you can really allow the soil to be soil you know you can give it time and you can you know watch how closely you graze your your grass and what keystone species you're seeing at what stage of the regenerative process and it's really really very neat what she does well i actually uh, saw that uh live and in person when i was on a perennial roots farm you know, the moving of the fencing, you know, you know, just moving the animals and the reasons why those at who goes first and who goes next, you know, it was really mm-hmm. very, very interesting. And in watching that, you know, if you ponder that, it's really like what happens uh, in a forest. Yeah, yeah, it's the bison on the plane, you know, the replication of how the animals move. They're not just in a fence for a period of time and then move to another field. You actually think of the animals almost like the paintbrush to the palette, you know, which I thought was a pretty cool analogy because you can, with drone footage especially, and, you know, daily moving of, of the the herd, you can see how they they turn and how they, you know, if you can find them for a period of time and then move them in quick, quick increments, you can, you know, they churn the soil, uh, they stamp down a lot of the, the organic matter you want to build through the soil system, and it is a replication of how a natural system works. It's one of the, the difficulties with the, you know, the vegan conversation. You know, I get into a lot of conversations with people because I, I resonate with a lot of where it's coming mm-hmm. from. But the, the idea that animals shouldn't be a part of a farm um, certainly limits the fertility, the potential to regenerate a piece of land. Well, for me, it would limit it completely because of my addiction to lactating cow manure. I mean, you know, that I would be out of the out of the uh the the ballpark to begin with. I have a question for you, uh, because this has really been on my mind for I have to say uh, at least a year now. What are the chances, Evan, of 
a great dust bowl happening again. One could argue that it's um, really contingent upon the level of resources we can continue to put towards what we're doing. You know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the reasons it, it's not a literal dust bowl is because of the mechanization of farming. Um, you know, so we can kind of contain that and, and engineer the type of yields that we need to get through fertilization and commodity type farming. I was just writing an article yesterday. If you really, it's kind of, it's hard to unpack it all because most people's idea of farming, growing vegetables is not really the large majority of what farming is. It's, it's farming to, you know, feed cows and cars, you know, um, it's, it's not to feed people. Yeah. So, you know, that, that the energy that goes into that and, and, you know, the waste that occurs from it, um, but the subsidization of it, how entrenched it is into how we do things is, is really one of the things that's preventing us from moving forward. And so that's the, one of the problems with the farm bill that just passed. You know, it's they kind of missed the point. They put some token things in there for regenerative agriculture development, but uh, they continued to subsidize. You know, I think it's something like 10 percent of farmers get 70 percent of the subsidies. And, you know, many of them are, are living in Manhattan, you know. Um, so it's it's not a situation where the average farmer can actually uh, leverage the ability to go out there and create a, a really healthy market growing food that's good for people. And frankly, that's what's so important about what the Bionutrient Food Association is doing. They just to kind of un, you know let people know a little bit about what they're about because they're pretty unique. Um, is they're actually attempting the the um, to measure the um, quality of food and provide that database and that ability to measure that quality uh, to the consumer at the point of sale. Meaning you could walk in with this device, it's a little $200 device in your pocket that's a spectrometer, um, which reads vibrations. And if you know the vibrations and you calibrate the spectrometer with what you're looking for, it'll tell you how much of it's there. So this technology is actually pretty standardized. It's how we know what percentage of gas stars are. You know, they vibrate at different frequencies and, and we can deduce down you know, what they are. So this is really established stuff it's just reached the point where you can put it in your pocket for $200 uh, technologically but the hard part is actually the measurement is the database of you know what should a carrot be you know what's the range of of good better best of a carrot uh, within the different growing regions of the country within all of the different variables that can be so you have to decide the data set you're looking for and then you have to go about it they, they estimate about a year eight months to a year of measurement of soil samples of tissue analysis from farmers and then also people just scanning food at the farmers market and the grocery stores to get a sampling of what the ranges are so that the original meter can be calibrated they're hoping uh they'll have a working model for the public in about a year um, at this point they've built 300 of the devices and and at this launched it at this conference and uh they're building these data sets but they've done enough to tell them that they're on the right track and that they can do what they're setting out to do it's just a massive undertaking so, you know, the next step is kind of to bring some awareness to what they're doing and get the public involved. And you know, if you really take another step and think about what it means to be able to measure quality at the point of sale, it creates a brand new market on planet Earth, frankly. Um, you know, there's no way that I can walk into a grocery store and evaluate the carrot that's best for me. Um, and so, therefore, there's no market for that farmer to put the energy into. Uh, there's no incentive for that farmer to put the energy in, into growing that better food. And that's a real travesty. Uh, that's kind of the point of food, right? So this really puts a dot on that and provides a program. It's all open source for the commons, so it cannot be co-opted. It's really being done in, in a proper way. Um, so it's, it's pretty exciting.
and I will put these links in the show notes. You can become a member of the Bionutrient Association for $50. And I would encourage anyone that's listening to contemplate opening up a local chapter. I am going to open up a chapter. We all do this. We could spread this across the face of this nation very quickly, right, Evan? Yeah, no, that's that's a great plug. I would, would have gone there myself. I'm going to do one locally as well. I'm already kind of a, a walking billboard for these kinds of things. It's just staking a flag and, and really starting to connect with some of the people who see this as clearly as, as um, it can be seen because it really can change the world. Um, and it's not, it's not. I should add, it's not just about informing the, the, the public and allowing the consumer. If you think about the billions of dollars that are spent in agriculture, for advertising and marketing, it's spent to confuse people. You know, it's natural, but it's not. It's you know, GMO, but it's not labeled. It's whatever it might be. So, this really allows the public to see under the under the hood and uh, see see what's there. But it's also equally, if not more important, to provide tools for farmers to be able to grow to grow to that market and and facilitate the the better management practice and fertility practices that that it takes to, to get soil back up and running again, um, so to speak. So that's the part that I'm also particularly interested in is, you know, I'm helping them build a network called Mycelia that's uh, essentially a, a, a virtual platform of connection from, you know, in, inspirational leaders like Joel Salatin, Mark Shepard, um, people that, that, you know, inspire more people than they can actually help in the real world. And then kind of a tier two group of people that are kind of the implementers, you know, like myself or Vale or uh, anybody who kind of, walks up to the program says I'd like to take part from a consulting level and then you have the growers and the gardeners and the public and so we're, we're setting up this kind of virtual network where all of that can speak to each other um, which is really exciting so you know definitely stay tuned and, um, to all of that and absolutely follow through with Linda's suggestion and reach out to them and, and start a chapter uh, if, if you want to focus on the future of food and, and nutrient density that's, there's no better place to do it. And as well, you know what I think it's going to do, Evan? It's going to bring a consciousness to individuals that that is really what we're looking for in our our food is nutrient density. It's not perfection. It's not color. It's it's how does it feed us? So I think it will give us in this day of, uh, you know, texting and and instantaneous results right it's going to give us a connection to our food in the manner that we're used to being connected and that is from devices i mean i myself have always used a a refractometer using the bricks method but that just measure, measures sucrose right evan yeah it's measuring sugars so it it's in it's an indirect means of establishing quality in plants it's it's definitely worth using but it's it's there's no actual data that's generated from it in terms of the active ingredients um and and so that that's really the delineation but yeah it's it's a big big step up from from a bricks meter in that regard okay so now we are going to go to kentucky Mm. Mm, yeah, well, acres, take us huh? to Kentucky. I've always wanted to go to Acres. I will go to Acres one of these days. Honest to goodness, I will. Yeah, yeah. Well, Acres was was uh, a lot more work on my end. Vale had I was there supporting her talks. She had four talks at Acres, and 
so I didn't didn't quite get to see the number of speakers that I was I would have hoped, but I met uh, a lot of really interesting people, and hadn't that I hadn't seen for a long time. I I went takers for four or five years in a row. Um, I was trying to remember when that was. It was probably six, eight, ten years ago. I'm not really exactly sure, uh-huh. uh, but it was certainly um, you could tell that they had a certain momentum towards you know people paying attention. Um, to agriculture it wasn't so much a consumer show as much as it was just a, a grower show mm-hmm. and they acres really holds the mantle for biodynamic agriculture and you know trace element fertilization and some of the really progressive techniques that need to be implemented when you're regenerating soil and they have for a very long time it's actually what initially attracted me to uh, acres was the fact that you know it was one of the only conferences you could go to and actually have somebody speak your language in that regard um, so it still still does that, and it, it actually has been uh, purchased by a, a pretty major media corporation um, that appears to be a, a very good company um, that's allowed them to kind of step their game up as well in terms of what they're publishing and, and that sort of thing. I talked to them a little bit about uh, writing books and things like that for some of the projects that I've got in mind. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly something that everyone should go to if you're interested in regenerative farming. Now, you were there assisting who that was giving four talks? Vale of Simple Soil Solutions. Okay, okay. Yeah. Vale uh, Dixon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I work with her um, on her platform, which is kind of, you know, it's really been interesting for me with the bee agriculture thing. It's really a platform that allows me to work with different people in different ways. Sure. Um, so with Vale, I'm... Uh, working with her to develop some of her online curriculum so that because that's the angle that she wants to take in regards mm-hmm. to her mentorship programs um so i was <clears throat> i was there running the booth and talking about her programs and and uh introducing you know what she does to people and then backing her up in her talks um kind of running around making it all happen me and coco it was it was a good time i wish i could have seen that that mu- you must have just been in your glory for god's sake yeah, yeah. Well, it's easy to flow through that kind of thing. I mean, you sit there and whoever's sitting next to you at the charging station, charging your phone or something like that has something interesting to say, you know, rise into something. Gosh, really? And then immediately thereafter, pretty much, you had to raise your right hand, correct? Yeah, yeah, actually, I did. And so that's official. Let and, everyone uh, know what's official because some folks don't listen to others, you know. That's- sure. Sure, yeah. Well, it's, I was elected in a writing campaign to the New Hanover Soil and Water Conservation District in my town, and my county, I should say. And uh, it was it was interesting to have that title interfacing with the people that I was meeting along the way, actually, because I, a lot of people are involved in those organizations at different counties, and I, I learned a lot from them. Um, but, you know, I'm, I've got the expectations calibrated correctly, uh, I think. And, you know, the first step is just making sure that there's some basics being done from kind of a marketing level. You know, let's build a database. Let's have something to say on our website, and get some, some fresh information out there, especially on the on the larger issues that we face in, in New Hanover County and in Wilmington. Uh, with the what are some of those there. larger issues, Evan? Uh, well, uh, we were talking before the program about Gen X, which is uh, PFAS, uh, a per f- f- fluoridated compound per and polyfluoridated compounds they're called PFAS and uh, PFAS depending on how you concentrate, uh, pronounce it but it's being produced by Kimors which is a, a DuPont spinoff company to protect their liability about 50 miles up, up uh, the Kefir River and some of the uh, 
what is called G Gen X bypassed bypasses our city uh, filtration systems. So uh, our local water supply had to spend I think it was forty six million dollars building a new facility to to filter it out. And um, so Kimmore's is getting sued left and right from the water system from um, individuals from Cape Fear River Watch, which is kind of the local watchdog activist group in our town, doing really amazing work. Um, so Gen X is one of the issues. Coal, coal ash is an issue, particularly after the hurricane that we just had, Hurricane Florence. It, it breached one of the, the dams that held back this really toxic material. You could measure the arsenic coming down the river. I mean, it was unbelievable. And uh, both of those have made mainstream news. And the hurricane also really disturbed and inflamed the animal agriculture, the CAFO uh, controlled and agricultural feeding operation is what CAFO stands for. And we're one of the capitals of the world in that. We have two times the New York City's human waste equivalent, one county over from us and annually. And it all is put into the ground or in the river and at some point completely unfiltered, you know, unsanitized in any way. And so people around here are really tired of it. And thankfully, again, Smithfield, which is the largest, if not the largest, one of the largest uh, animal, especially hog operations in the world. And they're owned by a Chinese company and they're getting sued and they're finally starting to lose. They lost a $450 million lawsuit the other day. Um, so, you know, it's the same with the glyphosate thing out in California. You, you're starting to see a, a turning of the tide of, you know, industry being protected at all costs to, you know, some common sense prevailing. And it's really, really good to see uh, fast enough for sure. Oh, I mean, you know, at least it's happening before I popped mm. because it's been over three decades now of this shenanigans, and that's really what it is. Fool yeah. the people. And now light is starting to shine on that. And because of, I mean, seriously, um, when I voted in this past election, Every person I, I penciled in, in my mind, I was voting for you. And evident I don't even <laughs> live in the same state. But because, because of you and others like you, I have, um, the future's a, a lot brighter. You know, it's not so dark anymore. There's brightness coming on the scene. And that is so important. That's so very important. And last but not least, I want to let everyone know that Evan will be farmyard soil doctor on a project that I am undertaking in Potomac, Maryland at Potomac Petals and Plants. I am going to implement a bioenergetic cut flower farm, including some vegetables because flowers love vegetables and vegetables love flowers. And I just sent my soil sample out two days ago to Logan Labs. They will email me the results and then I will go on B Agriculture, B E Agriculture, and I will click the button and I will send those results to Evan and he will send me back a prescription and then we'll do it again and we'll do it again because let's not forget the purpose of Farmyard is to grow healthy people and in order to grow healthy people we have to grow healthy soil and we can't do that if we don't even 
know that there is the earth beneath our feet. I mean, really, underneath the Statue Statue of Liberty, there's earth under there. Underneath any building, any highway, we have to make that connection. And then once Evan teaches me, and I, I just told him before the show that I can't believe he's getting me to like science. I tell you, Evan, it's funny because when you were doing those webinars with, with us early on, right? Every time you said cat, cat iron exchange, my brain would shut off. But now I understand it because I've listened to it and I've listened to it. So I am so happy that you came on today to let us know uh, all the adventures you've been on. And I know that everyone will be listening in. to uh, an announcement that I'm about to make now. My God, so many announcements. It must be the bubble, Evan. I swear to God. Farmyard was just uh, accepted yesterday. I will be having a, a Farmyard will be having a one half hour radio show, W-E-R-A FM out of Arlington, Virginia, covers DC, cover, covers Falls Church, and then on uh, on the internet as well. This show is called Growing Healthy People. And if you know of anyone, or if you are growing healthy people, please send me an email to Linda at farm-a-yard.com and we'll get you on the air. You know, Evan is in uh, the, the the first six. It's the first six episodes, Evan. You're in the lineup. I'm about to press the button to the email for you in about 10 minutes. So you're... Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to look forward to that. You're going to look forward... Well, thanks again, honey. I really appreciate the time you've taken. Of course. Thanks for having me. And um, have a very blessed holiday. Thanks. You too. Everybody else out there. All righty. See you. Well, thanks again for listening to the Farmyard Podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe, download, and comment. We love our comments. I love doing shout-outs on podcasts for people who have left us some comments or some questions. And if you are interested in removing 74% of the Weed Killer Roundup from your belly, please go to afitbelly.com and I'll show you how to do that. How about that? All right, kiddos, I will catch you on the flip side. And until then, grow healthy people.